Hi, my name is Aquila Hicks, also known as Coach Q. I'm a believer, wife, and a mom of three, and a certified life and health coach who absolutely loves coaching women on living a more joyful life. I once was an overwhelmed mama and wife suffering from severe postpartum depression and anxiety, and it wasn't until I began chasing after wisdom that I learned how to truly enjoy life. Like Proverbs 317 states that wisdom will lead you to a life of joy and peace. Guess what? I'm continuing to chase after wisdom, and I'm bringing you right along with me, teaching you everything that I've learned and that I'm continuing to learn so that you too can have a life of joy, abundance, beauty, and balance. So get ready to be enlightened, empowered, and inspired. Grab your favorite cup of coffee, get cozy. This is the Ladies After Wisdom Podcast. Hey, you all. Welcome to the Ladies After Wisdom Podcast. This is Aquila, also known as Coach Q. You guys, today I'm going to talk about something, or we're going to talk about, because I have a special guest that's on. We're going to talk about finding joy despite your relationship status. And the reason I want to chat about this and talk about this is because many women that I have been in contact with, whether on social media, in person, I've found that either they are, many are challenged with a relationship issue. They are going through divorces. And those who, many who are married are challenged with some unhappiness. So I wanted to talk today about how you can find joy despite what your relationship status is. Years ago, when I was in church, I go to Family Christian Center, my pastor was on stage and it was like a Valentine's Day service. And he had made a comment and said that all the married couples in the audience was looking at the single ones thinking, boy, aren't they lucky? And then all the single ones were looking at the married ones saying, wow, aren't they lucky? Many times in life, we can tend to believe that what we don't have is what we really, 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 really want. And as we're striving to get what we want, or even in the seasons where it's difficult for us, where we're having difficult seasons, it can be challenging to find joy when we're not where we want to be, whether we're single and we desire to be married or whether we're married and we're desiring to have a better marriage and be better in our marriage, but we kind of got to just get through that season. So today I'm going to talk all about that. We're going to talk about how you can remain joyful despite whatever relationship status that you are in. I'm going to share some tips within my marriage of how I stay joyful. And then a very dear friend of mine, Relinda McCoy, that I have been knowing since high school, she's going to share how she remains joyful being single. My friend Relinda is someone who I have coached, and she coaches single Christians. She has the P of Me podcast. She is a minister. She's an author. She's a teacher. She's a dear friend of mine. And once again, she's one of my coaching clients. I absolutely love Relinda, and I'm so, so joyful to have her on today. So come on and let's welcome Relinda. Relinda, I was just sharing with everyone that we went to high school together, sharing with them that you're a minister. Can you tell us just a little bit about the P of Me podcast? Okay, the P of Me podcast stands for the Songs of My Emotions podcast, which was birthed out of my first book that God had put on my heart to write, which is pretty much, you know, it's still out there, you know, shameless plug. 
on Amazon. The Songs of My Emotions, my face is on it. It looks like I'm crying. It was just basically a pouring out, you know, of my testimony and things that I've been going through, you know, emotionally in hopes that it would help someone. And to know that what you're going through emotionally will help you bring yourself into a place with God that, you know, a testimony will come out of that. Like, and it will help someone else know that you're just not going through those emotions, going through that heartbreak for nothing, right? You know, it's going to be used and it's going to be used to empower you and it's going to be used for the glory of God. So that's pretty much what it got birthed out of. So my podcast is all about just emotional healing and how to bring people out of that. And so I have topics that God gives me and usually it always has something to do with the heart. All right. I love it. And so it would be the P of me, com where they can find that podcast? Well, you can uh, look it up at any time that you, uh, anywhere that you listen to your podcast. Most of the time, it, it should be there. There are some things that I pop up on. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know I would pop up on it, like Audible and um, Amazon Music and um, uh, Apple. Look, I'm not an Apple person. That's why <laughs> <laughs> I use Android, but look, Samsung has a uh, podcast. Um, Podbean is my hosting um, website. So anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can go on the website. Um, it's under construction though, because it needs some work, but <laughs> you can, but you can also, wherever your favorite place to listen to podcasts, you can look up the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. All right. Okay. All right, Relinda. So we're just going to dive right into it. Dive right into it. Why are you um, so passionate about leading Christian singles? Well, I am that, and I mean, you've asked some really good questions. So if you guys hear me turning the pages and everything, it's because I had to absolutely write down what, you know, um, you know, I didn't want to lose anything. It didn't want to go off the cuff and lose anything important that came to my mind with these questions. But yes, that why am I passionate about leading Christian singles? First of all, because I had no one. <laughs> to lead me to a healthy space and being single, you know, just even just down to, you know, like my mom and, and the women in my family, it was always that search for someone. Yeah. You know, all I saw was just, oh, well, maybe I need someone to help me with this. Maybe I need someone to help me with that. I'll go further, you know, if someone helped me with that, but no one has taught me that I'm enough, right? That I'm enough that, you know, God created us as a single. <laughs> and obviously it's enough because if that wasn't enough, we couldn't go to him without someone, right? Without, you know, he, he makes this a private affair. So obviously he means it that way, <laughs> you know, to be single. But, you know, he does add to our life though. But sometimes we make those additions like the main thing. So I just wanted to make sure and remind people, you know, that, you you are enough. So that's pretty much why why I'm passionate about leading singles. And like I said, most people to to solve a single problem, which you know I just want to put out there, singleness is not a curse. There you go. <laughs> so I just see people when they say you're single, it's always that. Well, you'll find someone. Yeah. It it doesn't need a cure. It doesn't need, a, it's not a diagnosis that needs a cure, right? You know, it's not something that needs to be, that's an illness. And most people try to solve it with dating. And that is not the case. That's right. 
So, Rolinda, one of the main reasons I wanted you to come on is I wanted you to share how you find joy uh, in the midst of your singleness. Because just like you said, many people believe that singleness, or not believe, but they may act in a way that they believe that singleness is a curse. So they always believe that someone should be with, um, that someone should always be with someone, mm-hmm. which which I guess could be a good thing. But I have not been single for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to reach the married and the single, the women who's out there in general, to show them how they can be joyful uh, despite whatever their relationship status is. So I'm going to share how I remain joyful uh, in my marriage. And then I would like for you to share as well for those single singles who are listening, who looks to find that joy. So for me, I find joy within my marriage when I have those challenges because we're two imperfect people um, trying to live a quote unquote perfect life. And so in order for me to remain joyful is I have to take that creative time for myself. I got to spend some time with myself. I like to uh, do my own nails. I like to uh, draw and write, whatever it may be. I also, I like to focus on myself and my growth, my personal growth. And then uh, uh, one thing that includes my husband that allows us to, allows me to remain joyful is I know that despite what we're going through, we have this rule and we've had it our entire marriage that within five minutes of entering the home, we have to give each other a kiss. And so that brings me joy and lets me know that despite what we're challenging with, what we're going through, whether I'm upset with him or he's upset with me, it's a rule that we stick to. And I have that to look forward to despite of. So how do you remain joyful? How do I remain joyful? So um, the first thing is to do the things that I like to do. And that statement actually is much deeper than what it sounds like. There was a time in my in-between after divorce, and I would say even maybe even before marriage, but after divorce and in singleness, I didn't know what I liked to do. It was always whatever the other person wanted to do. I was fine with it. You know, I was going along to get along. And I always use this example. If anyone has ever watched the movie Coming to America, where the girl was just like, you know, the one that he was supposed to connect with, the um, queen that was set up for him, um, she always was like, whatever you like. That's right. Whatever you like. And he didn't like that because it was like, well, how does your mind think? What are you thinking? Do you have an opinion? Do you have hobbies? What do you have? But I was that person where it was like, I was people pleasing. Whatever they like, it's going to be happy with me because I'm going to always have a person. So I just made sure I was intentional. I am intentional of doing the things that I like to do. And so that goes back to like, well, what makes me happy? What gives me peace? What gives me joy? You know, I'm, I have paint and canvases and I'm looking at them right now. Canvases I could just pull out randomly just sitting in the window and paint and can spend the time away doing that or go to a movie, you know, by myself or order in and, and just watch whatever movie, hopeless romantic <laughs> movies. I love romantic movies. Listen to jazz all day, dance around the house. Not to say that you can't do that, as a married person, but it's just this freedom that you get just doing exactly what you want. And um, the other thing, how I maintain joy in my singleness is creating and maintaining boundaries. Because <laughs> sometimes as a single person, people feel like you ain't got nothing going on. That's right. <laughs> in your life. And if you don't know who you are, people will suck up that time and then that will determine what they want you to be. That's right. 
And so you have to be careful of that because people will try to change you having things that they want to do and do this. And then it's like, you have to maintain the boundaries. Like, I don't care if I ain't got nothing else going on. If I say no, it's no, because it's my time that I can have right now. And I've learned to enjoy <laughs> that piece. If I'm not doing anything, that doesn't mean it's owed to you, right? You know, like, and you'll be happy having that freedom of knowing what to do with your time. That's right. You no, know, because when the kids and the marriage come in, you got to split all that up. So yeah. it's good to have that. And um, also it was is to maintain joy in my singleness is to focus on my purpose. I can, that gives me so much joy to focus on my purpose. There's like, there's no um, distractions, you know, and I just, um, you know, and there's nothing, you know, better than basically finding the reason that you were born. Right. There's nothing. And so singleness and, and I have joy because I'm in like this discovery mode, you know, like how kids are in a sandbox and and there's all these things in the stand. They're able to go and fill around and fill at these things, you know, and know what excites them. Like, well, no, I don't like that. But yes, I like this. You know, you have opportunities and there's joy in the discovery, you know, yeah. when it's just you because it becomes a little bit harder when it's someone else involved and you're trying to, to discover yourself. Yeah. When you have someone, you know, with you, because then now you have to try to get them to adjust yes. to the changes, <laughs> you know, things. So it's simple, just finding out what, what makes you happy, what gives you joy. So that's what I do. That's you know, it's, it's basically all together is just a whole bunch of discovery. discovery. <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I remember when I was a little girl and we used to take um, my family and I used to take trips to Chattanooga, Tennessee. It used to be eight hour drive. And I loved looking out the window because I would daydream all the time. And I would daydream about being married and having mm-hmm. kids. Marriage is something that I, I really, really wanted. And I don't, I don't know necessarily why being so young and desiring that, but it's something that I knew I wanted to be a mom and I knew I wanted to be married. And when I, when I got married, um, it was harder than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it was so hard. And I remember having moments and even knowing now that I didn't allow myself to be content in my singleness. Um, I didn't enjoy those moments. I think that there was a part of me who just wanted the marriage so bad that I didn't enjoy those moments of being single. And I I, I see that with many women who are who are dating, of uh, desiring that marriage so bad and so much. And of course, I wouldn't change anything. I, I love my husband and all that good stuff. But like you said earlier, it is a, it's very hard to discover yourself to um to be involved in your passions, to learn how to gain that balance because you got kids, you got a spouse, you got someone to answer to. But I do believe that being single is a blessing because you do have that freedom. Yes. You have tons of freedom. So do you desire to be married again? (sighs) Absolutely. I desire, and, and that's the thing with you know, me being in this space and, and it's so funny how God works. Like who would who would have ever thought that divorce would be the thing, mm-hmm. right? That will break me into my purpose. Like God, like you had to break my heart. <laughs> you know, I had to get my heart broken to get into my purpose, but I love it because now I can stand in both places 
and 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 minister to both sides, you know, to you know, marriage, like, okay, well, hey, you don't do that <laughs> no more. And the singleness part, and what's so weird about it, I think either this year or was it last year? I've been it now I've been single as equal as I have been married or with someone. So it's like a balance. Now I'm just like I can equally experience both sides. Um but yeah, absolutely. I do want to get married again. Um, but the thing is, I don't allow the desire to get married to run me. Okay. You know, and a lot of people can't find that balance. They just feel like because they want something that it has to be in their every thoughts and their every move. And you could desire something, but still be all about you and all about your purpose and all about self-loving yourself. And some people feel bad for saying, you know, desiring it because it just seems like, oh, well, no, you can desire it because if you truly know what the meaning of it is, okay. right? And I go, oh, Lord, I might be going ahead of myself. <laughs> But truly what the meaning of it is, the thing is, if you look at marriage from a healthy standpoint of it not completing you, but look at it as it's just adding to you, but it only can add if you know what you're supposed to be doing, <laughs> right? So the thing is that, you know, I don't allow the desire to run me, but even after divorce, I never gave up on love. But the thing is, I did give up on loving me. Okay. You know, I never gave up on love, but I just, that was like a mirror after the divorce. Like I didn't love myself. Like you said, I was in that position where I wanted to get married so bad. Mm -hmm. I was done dating at 19. Like, I'm like, I I cannot do this anymore because I was the marriage minded, you know, person, you know, I didn't want to feel the need to just try to date all these people. I just felt like if I found one and, and, but the thing is my scale was so low. My thing was if they were nice to me, that was fine. I had no other criteria. And that's because I had, you know, low self-esteem. I didn't know myself. I didn't love myself well enough. So I figured someone just being nice to me was all that God had to offer. So I'm going to take it and make it work because I felt that marriage would complete me. Because there were emptiness that I was feeling, which was probably what was a space for purpose. (laughs) But I was chasing after marriage instead of chasing after purpose, you know, to fill that emptiness. So I do desire to be married again in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) You you touched on this just a minute, but how do you um, be content and that it doesn't steal your joy? Like you you desire to be married, of course. Mm-hmm. But how do you not allow, once again, you touched on it a little bit. How do you not allow that desire for marriage to, to steal your joy? Um, well, how did I, how, I think we have to be real. And, and a lot of people don't even go there. They'll tell you, well, just do this and this. It's Just think of it as moments. Mm-hmm. You know, there are times where it is hard. You know, if I'm going to be honest, it is difficult. You know, when you're just like, oh, where there's certain things you don't even want to do, do it, you know, by yourself anymore. Like, you know, if you own your home, if you pay all the bills by yourself, all of that, like, you know what, guys, something got to give because I don't be doing this. <laughs> but if you just look at it as just a fleeting thought in a moment. There you go. Right. And don't just emphasize like that's the reason because you really if you sit and think about it with a sober mind, that's kind of stupid to want to get married because I don't want to take out the garbage no more. Right. 
you know, something that is a, a, a lifetime commitment based on because I don't want to take out the garbage or I don't want to pay bills by myself anymore. <laughs> and then when I get to those sober moments, I'm like, it's not worth my freedom. And that just comes from me loving myself more. The more that I love myself, the mm-hmm. more I put myself, you mm-hmm. know, um, and, and thinking about putting myself with someone. Well, let me see if this person is right for me instead of let me see if how I can put this person in. Let me see if I like you. You know, let me see <laughs> if you'll be part of my purpose, if you're going to uh, 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 fulfill some part of my purpose or help me with my purpose or you're going to try to destroy it. So, you know, you start to take your time, you know, with that. And I, I don't know if I answered the question. <laughs> You did. I think I think you did. In a nutshell, if they're if okay. someone's single and they um and they're desiring uh marriage, how they remain content is just understanding that those feelings is just in the moment. Those thoughts are just fleeting in the moment. And you don't want to rush into anything uh due to like a temporary emotion. So mm-hmm. I totally, totally yeah, just the moment. You just <laughs> And sometimes, and like I said, it can feel just over like, Lord, oh my God. And when you, when I'm going to get help with this and not just that for me now, I'm in a very good space where I know marriage is for me right now because I don't lack anything. But at the same time, the purpose is so much bigger than me. God, I need, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's a need and it's not a want. It's not a, I'm tired of sleeping in my bed alone at night or I'm trying to, it's a, Lord, I need someone to cut, to pray with me, to help me through this. Cause I don't think about things right all the time. So I need something to bounce off of. So mm-hmm. that's when it becomes a healthy want and desire. That's good. That's really good. Uh, married folks, we haven't forgot about y'all. Um, we're going to get, <laughs> we're going to get into some stuff a little bit later. Um, so would you briefly share about your because you're not just single, you, you've you been divorced and you mentioned mm-hmm. it. But can you share what kind of led up to the divorce and um, all, that, all that? Okay. <laughs> well, I already had shared the part and what happened and how I got married. And I mean, was just so blind to all the red flags because I just wanted something to complete the, the emptiness that I was feeling was so unbearable. And the thing is that that emptiness, it doesn't stop until you fulfill your purpose. Like, okay, if I get married, okay, uh, the house is next. And, you know, maybe you want children and I don't have any children, but, you know, it just kept building. Like, well, maybe I need this and maybe I need that. So what happened with the divorce? And I mean, this is a story. People wouldn't believe (laughs) when I tell what I just moved into this home that I, I am in now. We just moved and found a home and we had like animals and dogs and, and things. So we're just like, okay, now it's time to take the next, next step. We were in an apartment, moved into the house. Things were already kind of rocky. You know, um, basically I was like leading. <laughs> I was the leader. I was bossy. I was, you know, manipulative, became controlling because like I said, I ignored them, those red flags, you know, that he wasn't able to lead. He wasn't able to um you know didn't have any direction didn't have vision for his own life so i'm trying to hold this whole thing together so i don't know it just came to a head we were um sitting in the living room i never forget and i remember we had like such a big argument and i just just bawled in tears and was just like i'm so tired i am so 
tired. And he said, I know you're tired. He said, I want a divorce. And I'm like, I didn't mean like that. You know, it just, it hit me. It, it was a weird sensation because it's like, I felt a relief, but then I felt sad, that emptiness at the same time. And once he said it, I'm thinking like, he just said it because, you know, this is new or whatever. He had some people come and stay with us for a while. He had some friends and that caused some friction in the, you know, marriage. And that's one thing is like with that, you know, if I can add this tidbit in here, you know, when you're married, never allow people to live in your marital home. I don't care who they are. If they're visiting and things, that's fine. But come up with a solution where, okay, they have the end time to move or, you know, whatever. But it caused so much friction because I didn't know they were talking. They were putting stuff in his head, you know, and then he made a decision. He moved out, you know, and everything. So basically just, just left. Like, I'm just going to go, you know, and I'm just like, oh, my God. So I'm in this space where I'm like, I don't know what to do. We just got a new house, had all these bills and everything piled up. And as soon as he left, that emptiness that I tried to avoid and run away from came back. So it was like, God, I've been here for years, all to come back full circle to the same spot. And God will do that. God will put you back in the same spot that, you know, you tried to run away from trying to fill these holes yourself instead of letting God fill those holes and fill it with purpose. He will bring you back full circle. So after that, I was forced to um, basically divorce. I gave him a while. I pushed counseling and he just didn't want to come back. (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, I have no choice but to file for divorce. And I felt so guilty about that because I felt like a failure. I felt like I gave up because I knew what marriage meant to me. Like it's forever. And I was a fighter. How old were you at this time? Ooh, I think I was like 30, 30, 30, 31. Yeah, just turned 30. 30. Yep. Okay. And I was a fighter. Like, that's one thing about me. It's just like, you know, I knew marriage was forever. And marriage is, um, you know, and, it, and and people don't understand it, you know, with divorce. It's not a breakup. Sometimes people just compare it to, oh, well, you know, I broke up with someone long term. It is not the same thing because I told my sister and it was such a good analogy how I put it. I said, a divorce is like telling me, you know, because we're Christian. Yeah. Like telling me what I've known about Jesus is not real because marriage is, is, is solidified. It, you know what I mean? It's together. It's, it's the truth is, it's never supposed to part. It's never supposed to separate. So once you have that in your mind, that this is forever, you have it in your heart that this is forever. So when it breaks, it's like everything that I've known yeah. <laughs> doesn't make sense anymore. So, yeah. you know, I tell myself, it's just like saying, Jesus don't exist to me. You know, it just feels that way. Like this truth, like you're so sold on this truth and it's not the truth anymore. Not the truth anymore. Right. That's how it is with marriage, but it's not a breakup because you can have a choice. You got options when you're just dating. So there's a process of grieving. Yes. Oh, and didn't know I was grieving. Didn't know, like I was depressed and didn't know, like functionally depressed you know, and didn't know, just went about the day and, um, you know, and I don't want to get into the other stuff because I don't want to take up too much time, but, you know, just not even keeping up with the house and, and was just in this spiral and didn't even know went to church as normal. Nobody knew what was going on, but I was functionally depressed. And like you said, 
I, I found out that I was grieving. Yeah. I'm like, I am grieving a marriage. Oh my God. So I tell people, it's is that serious. Is that serious? Thanks for thanks for sharing that. Now, Melinda, you share that you share some of that in your book, right? Yes. Yes. Yep, it's all in the book. <laughs> okay. I ever even after divorce and, and dealing with different relationships that I tried again, try to do the same thing again, and it yeah, it happened again. <laughs> um, this this is really good because I believe that what you're saying can pertain to married couples as well because you said that. Even when he left, you, 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 that emptiness came back. Mm-hmm. And I believe that many people are in a marriage right now, expecting their spouse to bring that joy to them, expecting mm-hmm. those external things to keep them fulfilled. Yes. The truth is only your purpose, only your calling can do that. That, that is, that is so true. And you pursuing that. Um, and so that's, that's really good. Cause that is true relationships, true, true relation and not just for singles, but for married couples as well. So 10 years later, cause that's where we're at, right? Yeah, definitely a wrap. And, and you know, even this, I'm like, we're, we're good, right? You know, my ex-husband, we're, we're, we're good. We're completely good. Have no animosity, nothing. That's good. Now that's good. Yes. We're good. <laughs> 10 years later. How, uh, what are three ways that you know that you're ready to get married again? And then also and pertain to someone else who is a divorcee. How do they, how did, how do they know that they are ready to get married again? Okay. How do you know? Now the first, I kind of touched on it just now that, that you'll know when you're ready, when there is no bitterness or animosity okay, right, towards that other person, like, you'll know, like, I, I even got to the point like his mother does still call from time to time and I can talk to her and pray with her. She asked me to pray, you okay. know, so I'm not just, you know, so you'll know when you could just freely do it and you, and when you can let people go, okay. you know, cause I didn't know I was holding on to so much like anger and bitterness afterwards. And people would come up to me and minister to me and be like, let it go, let it go. And I'm like, what, what? but I was holding something in you know about about whatever happened whatever situation was I was holding on to it so I would say the number one top thing is to make sure that you have no bitterness or no animosity from any past relationships and that you are able to release people you know and the pain that they cause okay sometimes we'll get into that point where I can okay I forgive the person but you're still holding on to that pain yes you know, so the pain got to go along with it. You can't <laughs> say, okay, this person, because you have no control over that. But, you know, your pain, you do have control over it. Release it. <laughs> Release it. And the other thing is that, um, you know, when you're and I know this sounds counterproductive, but when you to know that you are ready for marriage again is to be okay if it doesn't happen. Okay. <laughs> be, you, they're not finding their happiness, finding their joy in a marriage. That's it. All right. To be okay if it doesn't happen, you're, and to know that your life is full already. That's when good. you live a full life and feel that it's full, that's like, okay, you know, you eat some cake and you know you're satisfied with those two pieces, but that extra piece, which is really put, you know, the the, the cherry on the top, but you don't have to have it. You don't. But it would be nice. Absolutely. 
So when you're ready to think on that level, and I know a lot of people are not there, and that's the thing, but that just shows me a lot of people are not ready for marriage as well. That's true. You know, so I mean, it does take a lot of maturity and it does take, take a lot of, you know, just really just being so sure of yourself to think that way. Because a lot of people I know are not the, well, what you mean? And I'm, that's like a life destructive thing. I'm not, well, who's, you're saying I'm not, never going to get married. And da, 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 da. It's like, but think about what you're asking for, right? That's a, a huge responsibility. And I won't go into that. And the last thing to know that you are ready, you know, for marriage, I would say as a divorcee is, you you know, to know, and I mentioned it earlier that you lack nothing and to know that God is everything, everything that you need, like anything that you're complaining about, well, God, I don't have enough money. God, I don't, you know, need this place to live or, you know, whatever God can handle that. God will give you the solution, you know, and it even says, you know, in his scripture about the sparrows and how much he cares for them, like how much can he care for you? That's right. Right. You know, so you're not going to be left out of the equation because you're not with someone. That's right. You know, he's not going to leave you out because, oh, you got to find somebody first before I could do this for you. God don't think that way. He loves us individually. And we have to know that, that God is everything and believe it, believe it to be so in your heart, not just saying it, but just believe it. And, um, you know, to know that the only reason you will need someone is only if you, you know, to fulfill or help fulfill the purpose. Like, you know, that you need because God told you so as well. Like, hey, you know, Adam and Eve in the beginning, you know, they were just that purpose part. They needed each other in that way. You couldn't have the Adam, you know, without the, you know, you just couldn't have that. But that that's when, you know, even God to tell you, you know, God to let you know, like, I'm going to send someone to help you with this, mm-hmm. to help you with that. Not regular household things, that's right. but a thing to help do the, for the work of the Lord. But the thing is, I know that sounds boring me saying that because we're so hung up on the bonuses the bonuses like yeah you'll you have the intimacy and the fun and the trips and the couple's pictures and the posts but those are bonuses (laughs) and nothing to be worshipped and nothing to focus even the marriage you know the wedding the fancy wedding the dressing all of that stuff those are just bonuses so that's when you know when you're ready at after you've been divorced. Those things. I say those who are single who are who are who are listening. I believe that the um, the three ways that you know one of many, three of many. But I believe that one you need to have a relationship with God, um, a, a strong deep connection of who God is, and whose you are, not just who you are. Um, forgiveness of yourself. Like we've all messed up. We've all you know, had moments where there's shame or whatever involves. And I think a lot of times we can get into relationships looking for someone to be our father, looking for someone mm-hmm. to be our mother. Yeah. And um, we have to deal with that stuff inside of us uh, so that we're not attracting the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Um, also an awareness and a, to make the sound light, nice, an awareness of what adulthood really is. And to be an adult is to separate yourself from your parents. And it means to be responsible. When you're getting married, whether you are a husband or a wife, you are responsible for your household. And it requires you to be a, a leader. Even, even a woman in the marriage is a leader to the children and whatnot. But 
I think it's just really important for someone to have that awareness of what being an adult is all about. (laughs) (laughs) All about. So what do you believe? Someone who's single, Berlinda, what do you think three ways that they know that they're ready for marriage? Well, you touched on on the ones that I kind of had, you know, again, like you said, um, to know to know who you are. But I, I love what you said. Know whose you are. Right. That is so imperative. If you don't know how important you being here, you born is to God. Yep. You know, he has you here for a purpose. And I have that in there to know your purpose from God. That's right. You know, and a lot of people feel like, well, let me just get married and then. I'll, I'll get into the purpose thing because it's secondary. No, your purpose is basically your GPS system. There you go. That it, it will tell you the right person to marry, what to do, how to live, you know, what, what should your atmosphere look like? That's what your purpose does. It already kind of just, just shows you, navigates you on how to paint the picture right. of your life that God has given you. And like you said, able to be self-sufficient. You know, you got to know how to take care of yourself. Don't depend on that person to do this, that, and the third. Just, you know, learn to be self-sufficient and you will be proud of yourself. That's right. For being able to do things on your own without depending on anyone, you know, and I, I love it that I can be independent. Like I would say for myself to know what to, I may not necessarily can't fix a thing, but I know what to call and YouTube is wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, you my solutions on YouTube. Swim off of YouTube, so yes. I, I know how beneficial YouTube is. That's right. Yes, it's too much information out here for you not to know how to do that. Like what killed me? Okay, I'm gonna go in my soapbox a little bit for, and then I mean, it's nothing against anyone, but for you know, even with the women, you know, I'll just say women. Um, with I, I don't cook. Okay, is that saying that you don't want to or you're not or what is that about? I don't cook. Well, maybe I get a husband. I'm go- don't do that because <laughs> I look at it and maybe I'm old school in that way. I'm like it's just a way to to take part in and um taking care of your family, mm-hmm. you know. And even if you even if you can't do it, you know how to manage around it. Yes, you right. know, you know how to 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 delegate. You know how to do this, but like I said, there's so much information out there. You should want to. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of information. I'm not. I I am. Um, that is not my passion. Yeah. <laughs> I think that cooking is so boring. I like. Oh my god, I could be doing. Oh my god. <laughs> and stirring this rice, you know, it's just not. <laughs> but I do cook. I mean, I yeah, I, see. I cook, but it. But my husband, my kids know that. I just cook to survive. If you guys yeah. want all the extras, eh. <laughs> you're right. You can't come into a marriage saying what you're not going to do. Yeah, what you're not going to do. You got to be willing to compromise. Absolutely. That's it. Absolutely. That's good. That's good. So to that single person who's out there struggling in their relationship status, what is your advice? You know, that single person who's divorced, whether it's a single woman, single man, we're going to kind of go through all of them. What is your advice to those who are just struggling right now? I would say, and, and being single, right? And being single. So let's look at the person who's divorced. The, okay. They're struggling right now with just being divorced. And they're, they're struggling with the status that they have above their head right now. What's your advice for them? Okay, my advice. Well, you ask, start asking yourself a lot of questions on 
why is it such a struggle for you? Hmm. You know, just kind of write down the list. What, what do you think that marriage, you know, will do for you? You know, because a lot of times what I do notice when somebody wants something so bad, mm-hmm. that's usually kind of the red flag, you know, because you feel like it's going it's, to, it's, it's selfish in a way. You feel like it's going to do something primarily for you. Mm-hmm. And we know marriage is is not that way. <laughs> you have to come and be full. Okay. So then that other person can get the overflow. You can't go into that thing being an empty cup. Mm-hmm. So if you're depleted in any way, and I think this can go all the way across the board, you know, whether you're divorced, mm-hmm. you know, you may need healing, that mm-hmm. marriage is not going to do it for you. You know, you're single, you know, and uh, mar- a woman and married, you need to figure out, okay, well, if you're going through financial problems or you don't have a place to live, you know, or whatever, that's not going to do it for you. You know, you should, these are the things that you should have done before. So I think just like really just down the line and down the board, it's just that you need to answer some questions, ask yourself, like, but that, you know, I call them mirror moments, mm-hmm. have a mirror moment, look at yourself. Why do I want this so bad? And then look at really what marriage is, is talk what, to people. What about that woman who is, she's, she's freshly or newly divorced and she's not necessarily desiring a marriage right now she's still getting over this one but she's struggling right now in the fact that she is divorced or that she's going through a divorce what would you say to her hmm it's you know to it it is a grief is a grieving (laughs) process that you do have to go through um you know let them know that you are going to go through those roller coaster Yes. So emotions, you know, you're going to feel mad, sad, angry, you know, all of that stuff. And then also um, just kind of take that time to evaluate. You know, I made like a little list, you know, what are the what was the pros? What was the con, you know, of it? And 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 not to blame yourself. You know, like I was experiencing a lot of guilt because, you know, you just feel like, well, why did this marriage fail? You you put so much weight on yourself. Like, well, I should have tried harder. Like don't live in the past. You know, I I believe a lot of people that are divorced, they struggle and they live in the past. And I even had a thought, um, you know, even getting ready for these questions and thought about, you know, the times where I'm like, well, let me think about, about, about the times where I probably really would have been okay being by myself. And I, I remembered, um, uh, when I met him, I was like maybe 22 or 21, met line, and I stayed with him where he was at. And then like, I, so all through me looking, I've never lived by myself. You know, I was like, I've never lived. I went straight from my mom's house to being with someone. And then I'm just like, wow. So, and I remember, I'm like, God, where were the times where I probably could have broke away or you were trying to get, make me have my, make my own decision. And I remember we were living in his mom's house, came out, got a little, little studio apartment. And I remember he couldn't come up, you know, cause he was still where he was at. And I was begging him to come join me, but you looked around, it was only space for one person. <laughs> and I said, God, I really could have been okay. You know, this is that. So sometimes you'll get into the modes, you know, where you're just like, but you have to forgive yourself. Got to forgive yourself. So you can't hold on to the past. It's it's over. 
yeah. accepting that it's over and and being graceful with yourself. Yeah. Just being really graceful. What about that single woman and that single man? They're not dating or anything. They're just single and they kind of like, man, I'm so tired of being single. <laughs> I'm just so frustrated. I'm ready to find somebody. Um, my advice would be to just enjoy your singleness. Find the blessing in the singleness I had shared right before you had joined. I was in church uh, a couple of years ago and our pastor has, um, was doing like a Valentine's Day service. And he had made a joke and said that all the married people are looking at the single people like, aren't they lucky? And then all the single people are looking at the married like, aren't they lucky? You know, when you're in a season of your life where there's difficulties, you're always looking out at something else, thinking that someone else or something else is, is so much more of a blessing rather than being content in, in where you are. So just finding the good, because no matter what season you are in, in your life, there's still some good in it. So what would you say, Rolanda? Yeah, I want to yeah add that. It's that that grass is greener uh, syndrome. You know, we always, like you said, always look on the other end. It's just like, oh, well, you know, if you water your own grass, it can be pretty healthy. Take care of your own grass. The thing is, we always want somebody to take care of our grass instead of us taking care and watering and nurturing our own grass because it requires work. Yes, so we when we look at other people and we see that their grass is greener, but you're not looking at the work, That's right. you know, that they put into it, the treatments and whatever they had to do with their grass. So when it's your turn to do it, I don't understand that. That's kind of crazy, because if you know it requires work for your grass to be greener, you're looking over the other grass. So you don't think that take work. <laughs> everything, everything takes work. Everything. It takes work. So, but you know what, what boggles me. And then, I mean, I get it um, with the singles and they, you know, um, they're um, just frustrated in that status. And when you do tell them that, cause I do mentor, you know, a couple people that have that mindset, you know, I want to get married and you know, whatever. And I'm like, but you gotta be on your own. You gotta know what God is calling you to do. You know, you gotta know, you know, get out of school find you a job. You don't even know if you want to live here, you know, but you have that freedom. Don't rush into being locked down somewhere. And then you wake up and you, you know, because you're growing and you're evolving and then, well, maybe, and you're trying to take a whole family with you across the country. It it gets difficult. I'm just like, establish where you want to be, (laughs) you know, get that, get it to your purpose. And then you'll know, but it's so impatient. So that's to me, like it's an alarm and a red flag. It's just like, what are you looking for that to do for you? You know, that's when I ask, well, what, what do you think that this gonna, it's going to do for you? Well, I just want it. Like, it's not going to solve lust. <laughs> it's not going to solve, like I said, that emptiness, because I'm letting you know that emptiness is purpose, right? And letting them know what does this mean? And, you know, so unfortunately, a lot of people just have to do it to understand it. But my advice is that if someone is telling you, you know, it's not because I know what they think. Well, that's that, that's that person marriage. Mine ain't going to be like that. It's going to work. I have good intentions. I'm going to no, you need to understand what it is. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why do you guys always try to intimidate us? The ones that's been married or divorced or or are still married. They mm-hmm. just feel like we try to bully them. <laughs> it just no well no it it just marriage just requires a lot of work and just it's serious yeah a lot of compromise a lot of just it just requires and it's no one's marriage is easy exactly. marriage has a challenge because once again it's two 
imperfect people trying to make something perfect and something and there's no such thing as perfection you know so yeah and it's a rewarding work it's a rewarding work and it's a a great labor but the thing is you still have to work but it's a great labor and I tell people you know um like that 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 selfishness you just cannot you know, you can't be selfish. You can't um, just always think about yourself because you always have to consider the person. But, you know, when you have that love of God and love of Christ, yeah, it's going to work mm-hmm. uh, You know, a lot better than someone that's just, well, what are you going to do for me? Well, what are you going to do for me? We sit there arguing with me. <laughs> and, and taking tabs and, well, I did this for you the other day. Now you got to do this your turn. <laughs> you really truly have to have a heart to, to, serve, to serve one another. What about that one who is dating? They're dating, but they're so ready to have that label of marriage. Um, And so they kind of like, okay, I'm dating or they are looking, not looking to date, but they're in dating and they're just trying to find that one. Mm -hmm. Now, my advice would be if you're dating, take your time. Yeah. Get to know the person. I, uh, a common thing that I always say to, to singles and those who are dating, the person that you are dating Everybody has a flaw. Take a look at their flaw. Can yep. you deal with it for the rest of your life? Your life, yes. Deal with it for whatever. If their flaw is smoking, if their flaw is sipping and drinking, and you don't necessarily like that, if their flaw is cursing, if their flaw is, you know, just negativity and sarcasm, criticism, can you deal with that for the rest of your life? Many times um, women especially believe that once they get married, those things will change. Once mm-hmm. I have a baby, those things mm-hmm. change. That's not true. Those flaws actually uh, become worse and get more intensified because uh, any of our flaws become more intensified in stressful situations. And, and marriage is and can be a high, intense, stressful situation because of the things that you guys are continuing going through. So if you're dating right now, whoever it is that you're dating, think about the flaws that they have. Think about the family that they have as well. You know, do you want to deal with that for the rest of your life? That's it. (laughs) That was advice (laughs) I got when I was married, uh, before I got married and we're going through marriage counseling. And she pointed out, you know, just like, can you deal with this for the rest of your life? So I'm like, yeah. But in the back of my mind, oh, that's going to change. It's going to change. After that's going to change. After we say I do, <laughs> after he see how beautiful I am as I'm walking down the aisle. No, 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 no. People's flaws is uh, some is just a personality. Some things is trauma and some things that need to get dealt with. And, and sometimes it's dealt with. Um, they don't discover that and they kind of deal with it through marriage. But whatever their flaw is, can you deal with it for the rest of your life? That's it. And, it. and it irritated me like times 10, you know, you get married, it amplifies and it really irritates you, you know, um, after a while. So um, I forgot the question you asked because I was going to answer it. <laughs> it was just about the advice for the, those who are dating. And then we're going to get to oh. the married couples. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the dating, um, don't date so many. Hmm. You know, because the whole reason of dating is, you know, first be led to who to date, you know, and God, I sincerely don't believe God leads you to date a bunch of people. Okay. You know, I believe, and I think that's the problem because then it's like, you're getting all of, you know, and I've I've heard someone say, you know, dating is collecting data. So (laughs) you're dating so many people at the, all these times you're getting too much data. Like, is that an overload? 
you know, so I believe you'll be led on who to date and then you just take it like, um, you know, just to give even advice on how to date, you know, because um, I even wrote down my little list on, okay, when it's time, Lord, this is how I want to date. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this could be really helpful for someone initially. Don't make such a big, huge deal about it. You know, everyone's just like, oh, first date, this and that, go all out. But most of the time, you really kind of even don't know that person yet. So my advice is, you know, just to to go get some coffee, go to a a neutral place, you know, pay for your own cup of coffee. I know how people be talking, but pay for your own cup of coffee, pay for your own little ice cream, because it's no distractions. You're able to sit and see how this person communicates, because communication is a big thing (laughs) in a relationship, you know, and if your communication thing is just, you know, just my thing is, if you're drinking coffee, you have nothing to do but talk. And I could just, I have to see if I like you. Like, let me see if I even like you. I can see how you treat people, yes. you know, people that work there. I can see where your attention is. I can look you in the face and it's not a big deal. So if it doesn't work out, it'll be easier to say, oh, we, we could be friends because there really wasn't nothing invested. You know, I didn't have to buy a dress. I didn't have to wear a whole face of makeup put on. You didn't have to take me to the expensive and pay all this money. Yeah. So then after, if that goes well, okay, now let's talk about, you know, the date, date. right? So I think, like you said, that's a form of taking your time. Just take your time. Take your time. You know, don't go be impressed. Because I feel like, you know, some people say, well, no, you should want a man to flatter you and do this. And that is true. And that will come in time. But at the same time, I didn't met, that doesn't determine if they're not a jerk or not. They can <laughs> They just may want to, you know, if anybody understands, just want to flex. Just, I just want to show you how much money I can spend. And then they'll get into, well, I didn't spend all this money on this person or whatever. I don't even want you to think about that. Mm-hmm. So, yep, take your time. Focus on the important things that you want, right? Like, let's say you want somebody that communicates well, um, that knows how to hold a conversation, You'll find that out just in those coffee dates, you know, in those ice cream dates, you'll know and um, focus on the, those important things. And it's a way for you to ask questions. Absolutely. A thought just came uh, to me. Um, if there is someone, if there's a woman out there, or anyone who's, you know, dating and they're in a relationship and they're living together and, mm-hmm. you know, they already have that, that marriage planned. It's, it's not too late. If you know that something isn't right, if if you listen to this and you kind of it's triggering you to realize that, you know, those flaws, you don't think that you can, you haven't committed into anything just yet. So you still have time to step back. So if you're listening and you know, I'm talking to you, uh, t- t- just reflect just because you're, you're living together, just because you are. Um, have the date planned doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go through with it, Um, especially if you're realizing that those flaws are something that you can't deal with. Uh, Getting into marriage is very easy. Getting Mm -hmm. out of one is not so easy. All right. (laughs) That's how I was because I felt I spent time. I invested time because we were living together for a while. I invested time. Like, I felt like I had to, yeah. you know, instead of just looking at it, like, I don't have to, I I felt like I had to. And God was nudging me. Like I was at the altar about to, it wasn't no jitters or anything. It was God telling me like, no, like, no, I felt like I was attending a funeral. 
Yeah. Like oh. something was dying. <laughs> it's all in my book. But I felt like I was, everyone's attending a wedding. I was attending a funeral. Wow. It's kind of like when you're at a job for a long time, you begin mm-hmm. to move up and move up and you just keep thinking, you know, I really don't like this job. I don't like it, but I'm just going to keep something don't feel right about it. But the next step is to just keep moving up and taking these different uh, yeah. leadership positions. And just because you're at a, a point in your relationship where the next step is marriage, if you know something ain't right, That's it. you don't have to take that next step, you know, take that, you know, take that weight off your shoulders. Who's telling you that you have to, you know, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's really good. Oh, wow. And then you was like a funeral. My goodness, my goodness. But it's the truth. And I'm sure you're not the only one who, who knew not to do it, but went forward with it, you know, anyway, anyway. So let's get to these married couples. And so, Relinda, I were actually, um, I don't think because I, I gave Relinda like a list of questions, but I don't believe I have this question in here. I would um, like for us to talk about that married couple right now who's who's challenged and they just kind of like I'm going through. I'm I'm battling with some difficulties. I don't think I asked your your advice to them, but I would like to hear your advice to that couple who is really challenged right now. Short story about I want to say a year and a half, almost two years ago, I called up one of my older sisters, like my second to oldest, and she has been married for like over 25 years. Mm-hmm. And I was just so so frustrated <laughs> with something. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm very neat and he's, you know, he's just still a, you know, a little messy and it was just, it just got to me this day amongst some other things. And I'm normally really good at kind of like holding it together and dealing with it, but I called her up and I just kind of confided in her. And as I was talking to her, she started laughing and she, it made me even more upset. I remember I was in the Aldi's parking lot. There were loading groceries in my car and she was just laughing like, oh my God. But as she stopped laughing, she was like, I've been there before. I've been there before. And so she just cracking up laughing. She was like, you, when he does something like that, you have to go in the bathroom, close the door and you have to talk to God. Mm -hmm. You have got to um, deal with yourself. You have got to such and such and such and such. And what I took away from that conversation is that I needed to focus on myself. Mm-hmm. So he's not perfect, but I'm not perfect either. Mm-hmm. So those married couples, I believe that you're going through challenges right now. It is so easy to see what that spouse is doing or what that spouse is not doing. But you also got to see what you're doing and what you're not doing. I cannot tell you enough to focus on yourself, focus on your personal growth, on the wisdom that you need to attain, Um, focus on your relationship with God. And it doesn't necessarily mean doing a lot. It just means sitting in his presence and and carving out some prayer time or maybe just being quiet and listening to what God has to say. And you'll be amazed as what as what you'll hear God say when you just shut your mouth and, you know, be quiet. Uh, the moments when I'm taking my dog for a walk, I, you know, I listen to audio and affirmation and things like that. But sometimes I don't listen to anything. And it's amazing of what I hear from God during that mile or two walk when I just got my mouth shut, you yeah. know, <laughs> 
I would say um, you in marriage, you are one in spirit. You are. However, you are two totally separate people. So you guys have different goals, different dreams, different purposes. So therefore, make sure that you're pursuing that. Uh, the desires that your husband has or that your wife has may not be the same. And guess what? That's OK. The dreams that they have, that's OK. But start to pursue yours. Start to pursue yours. Um, once again, pay attention less to what they're not doing. And just focusing on bettering yourself, focus on bettering you, bettering your thoughts, bettering your behavior, um, your body, your mind, all of that good stuff. And I want to mention Proverbs uh, 31. We find in Proverbs 31, she she helped her husband. She um, set up her servants, everything in the house, but she also did stuff for herself, too. And you got to look at that whole scripture as well. Oftentimes we, we get into a marriage and we do we do so much um extensions of ourselves but you got to take some time and focus on yourself as well so it's a twofold focus on bettering you and then also make sure that you got something separate meaning getting into your creative gifts um not putting your everything into your spouse because that's a lot of pressure as you're looking to your spouse to totally complete you only god can do that you know but you got to look to um fixing whatever wounds you got going on within yourself work on fixing yourself, reach out. If you realize your marriage is really struggling to a point, don't wait till it gets really, 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 really bad. Seek the help out, get a relationship coach or um, get some, some counseling for someone that you, that you trust. What would you say, Rolinda? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, pretty much like you said, it's just that thing. And um, it's hard for, for you to quiet yourself. <laughs> Because you just feel like, like you said, like you have to be heard all the time and yes. you express yourself and, 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 and men just how they just are, like, they just don't, <laughs> the more you fuss and the more, you, you know, they don't listen. But the thing is, you know, in the order, you know, you have to think about the order, how God designed things, you know, it's, it's God and then it's the man and then it's the, you know, the wife. And, but the thing is that, you know, God does hear, you know, the prayers of a praying wife. Yes. And if God is the one that turns the, the head of the king, you know, that turns that, you have to have faith in that and you have to believe, you know, that it'll work out. And like you said, sometimes it's, it's him, but it's, sometimes it's, it's us. And you're just like, well, got to end up working on you. You're like, well, God, what about this? No, I got to work on you first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and but you have to it takes a lot of like I said quieting and and trusting in God and that faith that God you hear me and you're gonna work you know give that time and that patience to work on you know the husband or work on me so work on us both <laughs> I, I heard this, this this thing one time it says the man is the head but yeah. the woman is the neck of the home so if you think about it, the man leads, and I guess it's a decent analogy, but how is your temperament in the home? Like if you're, you're the one who's kind of moving that neck or the woman in the house is, how is your temperament in the home? Is it respectful? Is it, is it kind? Mm -hmm. Always argumentative. I think somewhere in Proverbs, it says that it's better to live on the corner of a shack of a roof than to be in the house with a nagging wife. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> it's the truth to be in the corner of a shack. Then yeah. Oh my God! But it's the truth. It is the yeah, truth. Yeah, and it's and, and it's like this whole roller coaster thing. Like I, I listen to a lot of relationship and marriage uh, 
things and, and even with Christians having conversations. And sometimes the men get frustrated because they feel like, you know, the women has always does the temperature, does the controlling of things. And the women get mad because they feel like, well, the you know, my husband isn't doing enough for me to do those things. So it's like, how do we get out of this <laughs> confusion and this tangle? I think that many women, um, how do I explain it? Like they don't believe, once again, you don't see your husband responding in a way that you would, but you don't even give your op- your husband the opportunity to lead because mm-hmm. you're jumping and doing it. Mm-hmm. Step back. And if he fails, he fails. You know, you guys pick up the pieces together. But yeah, I, I think every woman has done that at some point, you know, because I know I'm a woman who like, okay, let's get it up. <laughs> and I believe they'll respect you, you know, because like you said, when you let them fail or or whatever, you let them, guess what they're going to do? They're going to come to you and be like, I should have listened to what you said. You were right. Because the thing is, they want to try to do it. And okay. not to say that they won't ever get it right, but you know, they're going to turn around, but they're going to want to hear you more. They may not say you were right. right. They may, they may just, <laughs> but what, like, well, what were you talking about? the other time yeah oh you know but so you might not get your kudos Um, right and not to say that women are always right um and the husband isn't but you can't move a husband's you can't move a husband's um actions by your emotions and by Mm -hmm. it it doesn't work oh no it don't work i mean I'm right. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't. So just step back. Let him, you know, if you know he's doing something that he, it, it just may not. I mean, and use common sense here. Use common yeah. sense. But if you know that um, he's doing something that you wouldn't necessarily do in the way, just let him do it. And if he fails, you guys, God will give you the grace. You guys pick yourself back up together. It'll be all good. But taking that authority, taking that leadership from your husband could be really detrimental because every man wants to feel like he is needed, that he is wanted. And if you're always leading, always. um, um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think many women, many women struggle with that. Yeah, I I, that was my problem. But but it was like, well, you didn't get, you know, because he'd have a vision. He wasn't. Um, look back taking over, me anywhere <laughs> when you look back over it now because hindsight is always 2020 right look back do you see areas where you could have stepped back and kind of allowed him to lead or just you know just allowed him oh to- absolutely <laughs> absolutely I could have stepped uh, I mean way back on a lot of things you know just like well let me see how you're gonna you know but but assisting you know helping encourage you know maybe more and there were some areas like you said in hindsight i would look like well i maybe could have encouraged him you know in certain areas i could have yeah encouraged him more because he was maybe didn't feel too good in this area and you know so yeah so instead of trying to lead and be bossy with it just encourage him Mm -hmm. that's really good excuse me that's really good I think that, and it just came to me that many women um, takes that leadership role out of fear because you're, you're afraid. Yeah, um, absolutely. 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 How do you, how do you believe God desires for Christian singles to live? He wants them to primarily live, you know, for him, <laughs> you know, live for him. They want, like I said about that, just be, to know that he is enough. 
Absolutely. You know, individually, I believe that just such a desire of God to know that like you're my everything. You're my provider. You're all of this, you know, and that's why just, you know, with even God and how we call him out, you know, he can be our counselor in one season. He can be, you know, our um, healer in one season, you know, nobody can be those things, but him. So once we realize that, you know, he wants us to depend on him, it goes back to the beginning. You know, all he wanted for Adam and Eve was to just be with him. Yeah. You know, not, not together then be with him. He wanted to even that for Adam. You know, I, I just want you to walk with me, just yes. have this, 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 this um, rapport with me all the time. And that's what he wants as, as um, a single person, you know, and even Paul, you know, um, in the Bible gave that testimony where he said, I wish for all of y'all <laughs> to be single because you don't understand that devotion that's going to be split when you're married. I'm not saying don't get married, but I'm telling you, it's exactly. better to be single because you get to spend all of this time with God yes. and God wants our undivided attention in our time all the time, but he does honor marriage. He honors that covenant because it is a representation of, you know, him and us, you know, uh, with Jesus, that, that marriage, right? So he honors that, but as long as it reflects him and how he loves us, so if your marriage is like that, that's fine. And he loves it and that you believe in him and that's fine. So, but he really does like that individual, type of thing so when you're content with him you're not going to worship his bonuses that's good and he does not want you to worship his bonuses and marriage is a bonus (laughs) right it's not nothing where i'm not living life if i'm not married i'm nothing if i and i know there's a lot of women and a lot of men that are out there that feel that you're not nothing you haven't accomplished life because you're not married this is just a bonus god is the prize Everything else is these little tinker toys and bonuses that you get to have that he allows us to have. But you have to know he wants us to know as single people that he is all, he is the prize and that he will always be the prize. He will always be the prize. Absolutely. You're right. Go ahead. I love it. And, and as I as I see a, um, a, a Christian single uh, living out a life, I believe that they should just experience all the the goodness of God too. You don't have to be married to travel. You don't have to be married to enjoy a a nice little restaurant to sit down at a cafe. You don't have to be married to go spend time at the park or go downtown and ride your bike on Lakeshore. You don't have to wait for a relationship for that. So enjoy all the beauty that God has surrounded you with instead of sitting and waiting for someone enjoy all of that beauty that you have access to <clears throat> right and if you think about it it's like you're sitting around and waiting for work yeah you're waiting for work you're waiting for responsibility who wants more responsibility piled on <laughs> you know when you think about it like that you know like you're sitting around instead of enjoying your free space enjoying all this time but you're you're waiting on work waiting on work you know, so if you think about it like that, like I'm not waiting because it's a ministry, you know, it's a whole thing that goes into that. And then when you have your kids, these are little, you know, some people just think, you know, kids, just kids. No, th- these are little, what do I call them? Like little people that have their purposes and yeah. you have to <laughs> help them and cultivate them. Like I'm trying to get my purpose together and I found and I got to help these little people. 
Yes, I'm still trying to figure it out. Like I'm still trying to figure it out. Like I'm trying to figure life out. Yeah. Business out. Figure, you know, figure all of it. And you got little kids coming, like, what's for dinner? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. It is so true. And and in the world today, just leading them in the right path and teaching them the right things. It's a lot of responsibility. But once again, it's a great reward. It's a beautiful reward. Beautiful reward. It's a wonderful experience. However, it's it is a lot of responsibility. How I believe the um how I believe that God desires for the uh the married couples to live is once again ob- ob- obviously to honor God, um, but also in honoring your spouse as well, respecting and loving them as well. And in Colossians, I believe it is three and nineteen, Paul states that husbands should be gentle to their wives. Yeah. And um and hu- and wives are to serve their husbands. So keep that in, in in mind. I do believe that every every woman, no matter how many boss women is out here, no matter mm-hmm. no matter how much a feminist movement is out here, I believe that women are gentle. And I believe that we are precious and we are princesses. And I believe that we should be treated as such in a gentle way, spoken to in a gentle way. Um, uh, Just kindness and thoughtfulness and women looking to serve their husbands really. And I love when you said encouraging, encouraging them. And I believe that that's an excellent way to serve. Just remembering that marriage is a ministry. It is a ministry. So you have to put work into it, being patient and always walking in love and, and thoughtfulness. Do you have anything to add to that, Relinda? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That really kind of sums it it up for us. And I'm really hopeful that um, married couples, single couples, dating couples could take away how to remain joyful despite whatever season that they're in. Um, Above all, just really enjoying the relationship with God, building a relationship with God and just enjoying all the beauty around us that he's given us. And that's whether you're married, single or dating, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy all of that beauty that he has given us. Relinda, where can people find you on social media? <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. It is um, under the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. And then um, it also goes on to YouTube as well. The Psalms of My Emotions podcast. And um, Instagram, I didn't make a Songs of My Emotions podcast page because I feel that I gave that up already to that. So that's under my name, Rolinda uh, C. McCoy, and that's at um, Instagram. Awesome. And now, Rolinda, tell us more about your coaching programs for singles and, and, and how you help them. <laughs> yes, Coach Q. Now, look, I'm going to let y'all in. Look, I... I I, I speak a lot of wisdom, you know, and knowledge that, you know, I freely share. But, you know, let me tell y'all, this one ain't no joke. She's the one that pushed me. And, you know, so I'm just so thankful, you know, for her. Thank God for her to just finally get all of this information and organized. And because I truly want to do this for the rest of my life, you know, um, help people. My passion is to help heal emotions of people and to help guide them into their purposes. And, and, you know, and she just helped me realize that, you know, with the the singles, like speak to the single women, speak to the divorced women. And then it's like, it just dawned on me. Like, you know, God was like, you went through this stuff. That's right. This is your material, right? 
<laughs> so the program that I have, well, if you follow um, the Songs of My Emotions podcast, you know, you'll get that free information there. But starting on Monday, I will launch at 7 p.m. Central. I have a private online community, which is the Songs of My Emotions um, mentorship and coaching. So there you will get the mentorship, you know, so you'll be, it's private. So it'll be just us and whoever just joins, you know, so it'll be super, super duper private. So there is where you will get that, you know, maybe in depth and what I talk about in my podcast, you know, you'll be able to hear where all of that is coming from, be able to participate. And also you'll be able to, you know, just kind of get, um, just insiders on different little private events, you know, it could be brunches, it could be, you know, just, just wherever locations, it's not going to be public, but you know, you'll be able to have access to that and invitations to that. So you can go because you don't want to miss them because I just believe people are in need of community right now. People are going through and their relationships are going through and their single statuses and, you know, going through divorce and going through things mentally that and, and emotionally that they need help sorting out and need to find God, you know, solutions to these things. So in that private online community, um, there will be availability for the program. I'm going to have two things. I'm going to have um, the Sound of My Emotions group um coaching and then they're going to be options for you to have one-on-one -on -one coaching but the details will be in the private <laughs> group and basically how this program is is you know in a nutshell i help the single christian heal in their heart so that they can discern pursue their purposes while pursuing their peace and obtaining their joy and freedom unapologetically. So this is basically my story in a nutshell, <laughs> because I, I and, and, and an amazing thing about it is, you know, this is just to give you guys a little tidbit on your purpose. Whatever God has put you in, it's what you're supposed to use. That is your tool, which Coach Q <laughs> taught me, is your tool. That's what's going to be used to bring other people out. And you'll know even more specifically, I haven't seen, and, and I'm not against it because I think I do. Look, I need to see her sister, you know, with the trauma. <laughs> just, I just want a clean house. I just want to make sure there's nothing lingering or nothing there. But it's something amazing where the things that I've went through I was able with the help of God to take heal myself out. Yes. And I take that not for granted. I'm like, well, God, everyone else needed this and that and a third. And that doesn't make me a better person because of it. It's just that if you are, if I'm able to self heal, yes. that means that's my, that's my calling. <laughs> that's my calling. If I'm able to come out of depression, you know, and all of this stuff without any intervention, that means that's my calling. That means I got to help somebody else out. I'm I, I'm authorized Come to on. help someone else out. So um, the, the name of the program is From Damage and Discouraged to Decided. All right. So it's, it's good. It's, it gets deep. It's good. And um, it goes from, you know, finding, you know, what's toxic, you know, what relationships going through that. See if you even need, know that you need to be healed because you got to know that you need to be healed in order to get into this program and go through the healing because you can't go in there and thinking that nothing's wrong with me, but I want to find my purpose. It's all linked together. 
Yeah. Right. Because a lot of the things that we want, like marriage, it's because, you know, if we want it so desperately, desperately and so bad it's because there is that void of purpose there. And, and beyond that, it's because we haven't sorted out things. Right. You know, in, in our childhood and, and things like that, that's happened to us. So um, you go from that, you go into pretty much knowing who you are. And then you'll find out once you go through those layers that now you can be able to see your purpose. There you go. They'll start to unveil and you'll be amazed at, oh my God, I can't believe this was there the whole time because pain and hurt and confusion was blinding all of that thing. So this is what my program will help you and bring you through. And it's basically, like I said, it's for the Christian singles, you know, and people going through divorce and everything, because I believe that relationships do get away, you know, get in the way, unhealthy relationships, things that you deal with in your emotions, your hurt, your pain. Um, the reasons why we can't get into our purposes or see it is because we're dealing with so much. So that's good. That is really good. <laughs> Will I be able to provide a link for them below on, on um, that group? Yes, I actually created it, um, but I, I have it hidden. Okay. But um yeah, it'll be it'll be live tomorrow at 7 p.m. Central Standard That's so exciting. <laughs> so exciting. All right, Relinda, I always um like to end in prayer if you'll if you'll join me in that. But I do once again want to remind those women out there. Uh, last week I shared about a program that my sister and I will be uh, launching actually next month. And you all, Nikita, my sister is a mental health uh, therapist and IL psychologist, psychology professor. And her and I are teaming up together to provide a, a group coaching program to women who are really good at taking care of other people and have neglected themselves. And they are looking to start pursuing their goals and their dreams. They are looking for the support that they need. And they're really looking to get out of their own way to really live the best life they can possibly live. And Nikita and I are uh, coaching women to do just that. I have created an online course for that, along with a weekly group coaching from Nikita and I. So we are excited by that. The link will be attached below. You can click on that and it will let you be updated with uh, the launch date. Okay. So Rolinda, you'll join us in prayer. Yes. All right. Lord, we thank you so much for blessing us together again today. Lord God, we thank you so much for Belinda. We thank you for her wisdom, for her experience, her guidance, and Lord, her transparency for joining us today. Lord, we pray for every person who is listening, whether they are single, dating, married, divorced, whatever it may be, we pray for their heart, Lord, that you may mend any wounds that is within it. We pray, Lord God, that you give them the guidance, the direction that's needed. Father, bless them to be content in the season that they're in, Lord, and we pray that they find their joy above all in you, that they learn not only who they are, but whose they are, Father. Lead them to the right people, Lord, the right places, the right books, the right um, the right ministries, Father, that's going to help them to be guided in the direction where they need to be guided. Lord, mend their relationships, Father. If there are married couples that are out there right now who are struggling, we pray, Father, that you mend their relationships. Lord, help them to focus on their relationship with you and the relationship, Lord, within themselves. We pray for the singles out there, Lord, who desire to be married, Lord. Lord, that they may find the contentment within themselves and once again within that relationship with you. We ask that you continue to cover us, shield us, watch over us, Lord. We please Psalms 91 over each and every one of us. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Linda, thanks so much for joining us. You will find the Psalms of my emotions on Monday nights, right? At, is it six? 
Yes, 6 p.m. is yeah. just standard time. It's <laughs> shared on Facebook and all that good stuff. So those links will be below. You guys, we thank you so much for listening and I will see you next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 